0: Hey, y'all. Part two is about to get started. In case you missed part one, I do suggest going back to last week's episode. It's part one. Again, I had a conversation with Janelle Brown, who is the owner of Janelle Beauty Aesthetics. She is a wealth of knowledge as it relates to Botox and fillers. She's been doing it since 2013, so over 10 years of experience. We hope you enjoy part two. And again, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Love you. Well, I know you asked me like what my concerns were. Um, so I did do a consult like years ago when I was living in Manhattan and I went to a, like a medical spa and she was saying, she was like, you're very beautiful, but your chin is really small. And I was like, okay, I never thought about my chin, but now in pictures, I look at my chin. So is there like a, like a she called it a science to beauty. Like mm-hmm. it should be like equal parts. Okay. I don't really go a hundred
1: percent by like ratios and numbers. Being in this industry for like the 10 years, I'll say I feel like sometimes the ratios are like not they're like geared more towards not like super ethnic faces. So that's one thing that I'm like, eh. The other thing is like, I do think some of these things can help make the face look balanced, but I really like, sometimes like what's different about our face makes us look unique. And like, that's a beautiful thing. So I'm not always trying to be like, yes, you know, like every, every person needs chin. Now I love chin filler and I do think it, and it's like one of my favorite things I've done to my face. It's one of my things I'm like ready to do as I'm waiting to finish breastfeeding, <laughs> but it's, It's so individualized. And I again, it's not like by ratios and measurements. I just don't think we can like prescribe to that because our faces are different. Like, like, I don't think we're going to have the same. Even as black girls, like we're going to have different ratios on our face. And I'm with you. Like, I don't want everybody to look the same. Yeah. So that's what I'll tell people when it comes to like, I'm not measuring stuff on the face. I see some people do that. And I'm like, okay, maybe it works. But again, like. I see such a diverse range of people that it's like not everybody is going to fit that. And sometimes, you know, having a smaller chin works for that person. I I see some of like the most beautiful actresses and I'm like, Oh, your chin is short, but like, dang, you were also one of the most beautiful people I've seen. So
0: (laughs) it's, it's personalized. Yeah. So I was thinking about that because Mm -hmm. she probably put it in my head. So now I'm always looking at my chin and I was thinking about volume here, just like a little bit, and now I'm starting to get a little. It's very light, but like a little bit of a line here. When you raise your eyebrows. Yeah. Okay. And those were my big ones. I was also reading about, and I don't know if filler or Botox can fix it, or if this is something you're seeing like in the beauty world, but tech neck. So like the lines on your neck hmm The horizontal ones or the vertical ones? Yeah, the horizontal ones. Okay. From like, I guess, always being like this. Looking downwards, yeah.
1: Okay, we'll talk through everything. Well, let's start with Botox just because that one's easy and we already talked a little bit about it. So Botox, going to relax the muscles. Let me see when you raise your eyebrows high and then frown. Okay, so dosing is going to depend on each patient how strong the muscles are, how big the area is. Your goal, like it's up to you. Some people will say, I don't want to frown at all. Other people (laughs) will tell me they want to just like slightly frown. Other people say they want to move their face but not have lines. So all that helps me determine like the dose we start with. When we do Botox, it's so we'll talk about, you know, I'll look at you and figure out your dosing. Somebody with a big forehead is going to use more units than somebody that's a smaller forehead. Oh. Somebody I mean, has a lot of lines and they want to really straighten, f- flatten them out. They're going to use more units. So it's, when we do it, it looks like little bumps for a few minutes. Those go down 15, 20 minutes, and then you won't see any effect. It takes a few days to like start kicking in, and then two weeks is the full effect. After that, I just ask for your feedback. Like my team, we check in. How is it looking? And then you let me know. So sometimes people, their first time, they're nervous. They want to do Light so they can see what it feels like if they like it. And then at that two week point, if there's still lines or if they want to make it, you know, stronger, like really get rid of lines, we can always add more at that point or just their next round. So for you, you're saying like, they're not super deep. I would probably say we go like lighter dose, unless there's something, if you're like, no, I want to be really, really restricted. Then we <laughs> can adjust from there. Their first time, if you don't know, I say start like light, medium. So you can see a difference. And then we can gauge after that to go up or down from where wherever we begin, or keep it the same. And you're just gonna want to see how long it lasts. Most people will get a few months out of it. If we dose on the really light side, it wears off quicker. So some people, like I said, acting and they say, I still need to have these lines, they just need to be softer. I see them a little bit more frequently just because it wears off, not as it just wears off quicker. Okay. So that's easy there. For, and then big things, Botox wise, just like tips. We just want to make sure that big things for like the forehead. I don't see this on you. Sometimes people have like lines that are really close to their eyebrows. I'll tell people we want to make sure that we're not, we want, I want to give you movement of your face if you want it, like to Mm -hmm. be able to move your brows up and down. Sometimes if people have like a line right here, I'm like, if I get rid of every single line, we have to be careful or because it could, flat your brow or make it like too strong. So those are things that I'm thinking about when I'm injecting. And it's this thing where we can always add more if we need, but trying to be mindful to like
0: minimize any risk. Mm-hmm. To uh, be like the the girlfriend's episode where Tony's like, yeah, exactly. I don't know if you saw that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. It did like that. So that's Botox. It's quick. It's easy. It does it hurt. We- It's a little, it's like pokes. It's not bad. We give you ice, but it's like a really quick thing to do. Like the injections take two minutes to five minutes to like get through. It's nothing long lasting. And then afterwards they say it's fine. Okay. Sometimes as it's kicking in, people will get a little bit of a headache. I think as the muscles are like not able to do their full function, but that's pretty. And then it just slowly as it wears off, you'll notice, oh, I can like frowning. Oh, the lines are coming back. And then you can decide if you wanna do that again or not. Okay. For the mid face. So are you noticing like volume loss to your cheeks or you just want like more of a lifted look? Like what are your goals there?
0: Yeah, I think I think these used to have a little bit more volume. And I think it looks nicer, not when it's like too much mm-hmm. like a lion, but like a little bit there. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my patients
1: in their like late 20s, early 30s will start noticing, like I said, the early signs of aging where we lose volume. We have fat pads in our face. They start getting smaller. They start separating. They start sinking. And so they're like, oh, my my cheeks aren't as full as they used to be. They're not as lifted. Oh, what is this line here? Again, only our personal self is seeing that. I don't think anybody else is looking at that. But it's just these early signs where we are losing volume. We can use filler to help create that like lift in through the mid face. My big things that I'm thinking about are making sure that it doesn't look pudgy mm-hmm. by putting too much filler. So we want to use the right filler. You are like a young girl that hat not young girl, but you know what I'm you're, you're a young woman. I'll take a young girl. <laughs> yeah. You already have fullness. So I don't want it to be pudgy. I don't want it overdone. So, like, using a really structured filler. And again, doing it in stages. What I expect and what most of my girls like this age like are to create kind of like this highlight where it'll look like they put on highlighter laterally on their cheek. Mm -hmm. But I don't want a super full here. You know, if you don't have it can look it can look a little weird. I don't know. It can look a little off. With a little highlight, they'll like they like, oh, it looks like I put on makeup. Or I have a cheek pop is what a lot of people will tell me. My cheeks look pulled back. That's what they'll notice through here.
0: Yeah, like when you have the ponytail that, not here, but, you know, it's a little more. That's what they notice and that's
1: what they like. And I tell them it's this fine line of, I'm not trying to have this overdone, where it looks pudgy. Like, I just want to create that little highlight and we let let it be. When we do it, it looks more exaggerated in the beginning. Some people love it, like. Right when I finish because it's like extra, it's just like more dramatic. And the second day, even more dramatic with swelling. Other people are nervous about it, and I'm like, it's not going to stay like this. So it'll get more swollen like that first, you know, week, two weeks. The swelling is six to eight weeks. It's like completely settled. But like after a couple weeks, you have a pretty good idea of what it will be. Considerations here: we don't want to press on it. You don't want to lay on your face. Don't want to go to a sauna, no gua sha, facials, like putting heat on it, rubbing it. You can move it, so oh. it's moldable for up to a month. So if you're doing all this, I'm like, you're gonna move it from where we placed it. Don't touch your face. Like sleep on your back, a little propped up. That will help to like help with the swelling, and it'll also you just don't want to be messing it, messing with it.
0: And that's like something you need to do. You said for a week. I try to tell
1: patients like a couple weeks, and then for like sleeping, like. Sleep on your back one to two weeks, but like laying on the face, pressing it, wash up, facial massages, like I wouldn't do for a month after okay. so that you're not moving it. And again, sometimes people are nervous. with Like when I did my mom, her this is a long time ago. First time I did her under eyes, you swell, you know, with the injections. She was so nervous. She's like, you did too much. You kept pressing it, <laughs> pressing it, pressing I was like, mom, mom, like chill. Press it, press it, press it. And then like after a couple of weeks, and it settled down. She was like, I need more. I was like, no, like we, I'm trying to like create this lifted effect. I know it looks extra in the beginning. It will chill out. But now you basically displace the product instead of it having like a listed effect. It's just flat. So I mm-hmm. tell people, hands off, let it sit. So you don't need to massage it. It's all going to settle. You're not going to feel it. Like I don't feel filler in my face. It just takes time for it to like mesh in with your skin. Okay. The sleeping
0: uh, on the back thing. I'll right. need to practice that. <laughs> a lot of people say that. I'm like, I know it's, it's kind of
1: hard, but it's worth it. And sleeping on your back is just going to be good because sleeping on our face or on the side can like create creases and lines as well. So yeah, I heard that there. I saw like this like beauty pillow that uh-huh. I might buy, but yeah. So that is for cheeks. Big thing, like I said, I expect a little bit of highlight, a little bit of volume replacement. You look like from what I can see on the camera, you already have cheeks. So I'm not trying to make it overdone. Mm-hmm. And then for your chin, can I see you from, like, the side? And then pull your hair back. And then other side. Okay. So for your chin, and I this is, like, it's not just Black girl. There's a lot of people. But I feel like a lot of Black men and women, we have full lips. We have full noses, full cheeks. Our bone tends to, like, sit back a little bit more. on um, then our chin, like, so our features are, like, very prominent here. And then our chin's can be a little bit shorter so filler here helps to like elongate the jawline helps to bring some highlight to the lower face so i don't do makeup but if i come on tiktok videos i see them put highlighter like wherever they're going with highlighters a lot of times where i'm going with filler they're putting highlighter trying to bring a little light to the lower face it does give some balance since we have you know more fullness in through here into the lower face Considerations when I'm doing the chin, one, again, do it in stages. I don't want it to look overdone. I want it to look like you. And my team will like send you pictures so you can see what this looks like. But I want, I want to make sure it's not just filler here. We have to make sure we bridge it to the jawline or else it'll look like just a ball of filler. That looks weird. Oh. And then sometimes we treat into like the corner of the mouth, the line above the chin, just so that it blends through. So I tell people, if you only put filler right here. It looks like a ball of filler like it it just it's not balanced it doesn't it doesn't blend it it just looks it looks a little off, so when doing the chin, it can take multiple syringes because we have to connect it to the jawline and we have to soften the shadows so it doesn't look again just like a little chunk of filler right there. I like it for my face like i've done I've done my whole face, my <laughs> under eyes, my chin. And temples; those are like always my favorite three areas to like treat. For me, I had like a lot of dimpling on my chin. My chin, like again, my lips are full, so I didn't ever think about this. I didn't think about. I didn't think I knew about it until it took a while before I. I'd been injecting for a long time, and I didn't know about this area. Yeah, I think the industry has come a far way. When I first started injecting, we were only like doing smile lines and lips. And like now, we're really looking at the full face. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's this thing like you will probably notice, other people are not going to notice. Guys tend to try to like camouflage it by wearing beards or goatees, mm-hmm. man makeup. Yeah, exactly. So, when I look on like, If I look at the NBA, I'm like, I I can already tell, like, if I look at their before photos, like, when they were younger versus, like, where they are, a lot of them wear, like, beards to kind of camouflage. And I do this area for men a lot and women, but, like, they can kind of hide it a little bit.
2: And now a word from our sponsors. This episode of Black Girls Texting is brought to you by the new Peacock original, Kings from Queens, the Run DMC story. The three-part documentary series explores the never-been-told story of hip-hop's iconic forefathers, Run DMC. From meeting on the streets of Hollis, Queens, to breaking barriers and legitimizing an entire genre of music, Run DMC's legacy spans decades. After a series of life-changing events and challenges, including the murder of Jam Master Jay, Rev Run and DMC reunite to tell their story and celebrate the one-of-a-kind sound that took not only Queens, but the world by storm. With exclusive interviews from Joseph, Red Run Simmons, Daryl, DMC, McDaniels, and hip-hop legends like Ice-T and Questlove, Kings from Queens, the Run DMC story, dives into the origins of a group that changed music forever. Kings from Queens, the Run DMC story, is streaming now only on Peacock. This episode of Black Girls Texting is brought to you by Mickey D's. All the best nights out end
0: with a bite from Mickey D's. Everyone's got their own Mickey D's moments. Go
2: on and make more delicious memories. And now we're back with more Black Girls Texting. So, yeah, it's
1: a thing
2: that you
1: will notice. Nobody's going to ask you who did your chin filler. And we can, like, show pictures so you can see what it looks like. And then, like I said, do it in stages.
0: And it mainly, is it mainly that it fixes the, not fixes, I don't want to say fixes, but it improves your profile or does it improve the straight on as well? Straight on as
1: well. Profile is like probably the most noticeable you'll see on the photos. That's where patients will tell me like they feel confident taking pictures from the side, from the front, depends on what I'm doing. So some people, some people want like more of a V shape. Some people want to square out their chin. Like guys want me to like make their chin look more square. And like pronounce it more. Sometimes a girl will have more of a square chin and she wants it more V. So, like from the front, it can change depending on what we're doing. If somebody from the front is not super like bothered by what they look like from the front, it's mostly the profile. I don't try to change the shape, I just bring it forward. Hmm. But we can like customize it and do little things. Like some people want to keep a cleft in their chin, some people have a cleft and they don't want it. So, all those things like we can address. With with injectables,
0: yeah. Do you have an opinion on what mine would should or it's it's I'm i mean, kind of like hard to see because it's blurry on here. I would say
1: like to make it look just the most like you, just bring it forward some. Okay. Sometimes people will tell me they have like sometimes they will like almost pose like they know how to like like bring their jaw forward. They're like make their face do it in <laughs> photos. Yeah, so some people, like, learn to how to, like, camouflage it by doing little things. But, yeah. Cool. And uh, then do you, is there something to do for Technic? Oh, Technic. So for there, the lines, I tell patients we can't get rid of them where it's going to look like you have nothing at all on your neck. We can soften lines with a really, really thin filler. You don't want anything bulky or robust. Like chin, I want to use like something more robust. Cheeks, I want to use something more robust that's going to like create this lift. Here, the skin is so thin. Those lines are typically pretty thin. A thin filler to soften them. They're not going to be like you have no lines at all because we are still like doing this all day. Yeah, patients really like that one. It does smooth them out, but it's just, they're not gone 100%. And when you do that one, the skin is so thin here. I just tell them like, Expect to be bruised, expect it could look like, like, like a, like a, like you got choked or something because it's, I have to go into the line, like little dots, dots, dots all across the line. But patients really like that. They'll do it when they can, like, wear a scarf or something just to kind of cover it.
0: Okay. Cool. Well, I, I think the, I think my, just off of our conversation, the most thing I'm nervous about is probably pain. Uh-huh. because my pain tolerance is very minimal. I have no tattoos because I'm afraid of that kind of stuff uh-huh. and just making sure I don't ruin it by sleeping on my face <laughs> you want, you'll, people they like figure out how to like make sure they don't
1: mess with it, so Pain-wise, what we do, we give you ice when you come into clinic. So when you come in, we do like your photos. We do go all through your consents. You and I will chat again. We'll go through everything where I can really see your face in person. And we'll say, okay, based off what I can see here, this is where I think we're going to land today, you know, based on your goals. Let's start here. I kind of give like a smaller range and say, you know, let's see where we land. And then the rest we can do at another appointment if you want. If we want to like add after the swelling is done. Then the injecting part, we clean your skin off really well. I have one or two assistants in the room. Somebody helps to like tap your shoulder. It distracts from the pokes. I know it sounds like weird, but people always say, they're always like, oh my gosh, that really helps. How That really works. Like just tapping, it just distracts. Mm -hmm. I give you ice and then, so I'll have you ice and then I do a couple pokes and then I let you ice again. The patients will like, you feel the poke, but they're like, it's not too bad. There's lidocaine mixed into the filler, and so also after a few pokes, it starts to numb up the area inside. Okay. It's pretty quick just because I've been doing it for a while, so I can kind of like get to the point because I I know what I'm looking for and what to do. So I say, make sure you like eat something that day. If you can like just lay back, close your eyes for a few minutes and like chill, I can get through it. It's when patients are like... they're doing that if if they're like psyching themselves out I'm like dude you're gonna you're gonna pass out like yeah don't do that if I know it's gonna feel pokey it's gonna be annoying but it's gonna be quick like we can get through this pretty fast they always tell me after even the ones that are like nervous they always say oh my gosh like that wasn't even bad but I was like getting super anxious and making it worse than it needed to be and if, if yeah. they're really anxious they're like they're just doing they're just doing the most in it and afterwards they tell me it really wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, I'll say lips are probably like the most sensitive area, which you didn't even talk about. So I'm
0: like, they're, they're big enough. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah. And is there pre things you can do? Like maybe like, you know how you can buy the numbing stuff in the drugstore? Can you Yeah. Should you do that or take like a Tylenol or something? You can take a Tylenol. I wouldn't. So I tell patients,
1: I don't do topical numbing. And I'm like, this is not to be mean. But the thing is the numbing cream, it usually makes people swell. They get like red. Some people get really irritated from it. Most people just get red and a little bit swollen. For me, I'm looking at like fine details on the face where I'm like, if you're swollen, even a little bit, it throws it off. Like I'm looking mm. for lights and shadows and how light bounces off the face. Like I said, for me, I'm like, like nobody can see this little thing. But I'm like, I can see this. I can see these little corners of the mouth. Like, like I don't see anything.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. People, it like, this is how I feel too when I'm doing my patient. I'm like, nobody sees this. <laughs> I get it because I'm doing this for work. But like nobody's yeah. looking at that. But if I'm like, if you're swollen, I can't see it. And so I'm like, it throws me off. I can't see what I, like, need to do, especially for these, like, a lot. Again, my work, like, is really fly under the radar, the little details that make a big impact. So I'm like, that's why I don't numb. If somebody's just, like, deathly afraid, I'm like, we can put this on. But they're still, even with numbing cream, they still you feel, feel it. it. I'm like, it's it's still going to be a poke. It's not like if you have numbing cream, you don't feel anything. No. So you're still going to feel the pokes. With the ice, it's quick. And I transfer most of my products into, like, Botox needles, so like really thin, thinner than the ones for that they give us in the box with filler. Oh, okay. so That helps. But people, are they tolerate it fine. Yeah. Yeah, then it's just like I said, and we send you like all this prep to do before and after so you can like be, you know, we have it all written out, but basically it's like avoiding blood thinners, avoiding alcohol that helps minimize bruising and swelling, taking Arnica, which is like an herbal supplement eating pineapple, that also helps with bruising and swelling. So people that do this leading up to their appointment, like a week or two, they don't bleed as bad. They don't bruise as bad. They're like, some people are like, I had no bruising at all. And I'm like, that's pretty great because I expect you to bruise if I'm putting a needle in your face. Right. So the ones that prep, they do way better. The ones that say, I didn't do it. I forgot. I, I took our Advil this morning. Like they're just bleeding more. It takes me longer to do what I need to do because they're bleeding so much. So, but everybody, we do these calls. So I would say like nine out of ten patients really follow through and do like they're they're ready for their appointment. Yeah. And then after it's going to just be like icing. Don't go crazy exercise for a few days. Don't get in a sauna. This this heat can make you swell longer. And We said don't lay on your face. Don't get a facial. Don't get a massage. Don't do guasha. Like you can wash your face. I just wouldn't be pressing super hard anywhere okay and you said no exercising for how long depending on what you do i would say like three to five days like try not to be crazy exercise like you can walk but i just wouldn't be getting super sweaty and then if you are going to
0: exercise just ice after
1: you know just so that you're not so swollen
0: Okay. Oh, and one last question. Makeup, because you're if you're putting stuff in the face, you probably can't wear makeup, right? So not the first day. I want like all the little holes to close from the pokes. And
1: it's not like big holes on your face, it's like tiny little needle pokes. But I don't want bacteria in the skin. So no makeup for the first twenty four hours. After that, the next day you can wear your makeup and cover. If you had a bruise, you can wear that. And then you can't be pregnant, can't be breastfeeding. Generally these patients are healthy. Like if somebody is going through like treatments for something uncontrolled. I'm like, I want to just make sure like your health is well first before we're trying to do this cosmetic stuff.
0: Yeah. In fact, like I got a lot of information. Did I miss anything? Like are there frequently so safety, asked questions? I
1: like to go over safety with all my patients before we do anything. Safety for fillers, what I want to make sure is that we're not blocking blood flow off by putting too much filler in any spot. We've got blood vessels all over our face, all over our body. If we're putting too much filler anywhere or into a blood vessel, there's a potential that we block blood flow. So Mm. I'm looking for your skin color to be normal when we're doing this, not any paler than normal. We should not have any extreme pain. You should not have any vision issues. If you had any of those signs, it could be a sign that, okay, somehow we're blocking blood flow from its normal path and we would dissolve the filler. Okay. In the ten plus years I've been injecting, I've never had to dissolve anybody for any emergency. Okay. I tell people so they know because I, I think I, but I want to say this, this is very rare. Like any part of their face, any filler ever. I've never had to do it. So super rare. We have all the stuff to intervene if we have to. But I say this because I will hear from people that will tell me they went to a clinic and they didn't have any dissolver in their in their clinic. And I'm like, if there was a if there was an emergency, like they couldn't take care of it or people just think, you know, they can buy some filler off the black market and like do this themselves. I'm like, we want to be mindful <laughs> with what's going on here. I know it like looks all cute and glamorous and fun, but like, and it is, it's really great, but there's still like science behind this. And they the medical thing we want to be careful of is not blocking blood flow off causing tissue death by just trying to put so much filler in there. That's another yeah. reason why I'll say do it in stages the more filler i put in a single area the higher risk there is to block blood flow off so okay. those are the things i'm like looking for and i i want people to know all these like rare risk that we are you know just being mindful of as we do the treatments
0: okay and then sorry one last question just came up when you do it do you have to like if you've been doing it for years is it like you have to keep putting a little bit more a little bit more a little bit more over time
1: you don't have to, but like, year, once That's you like get lifted, you're gonna, you don't have to. Like, again, I haven't done anything in a, over, you know, a year and a half because of my baby, but like, I can keep living, but I'm continuing to age as well. And like, as my product is wearing down, your filler is gonna last usually like one to two years, depending on what we're doing. Yeah, I'm like, more- you look like you, like, it's not like you have stuff, but you don't look. I, it's like little things that like I, again, nobody would know, but I'm like, oh shoot, like there's little spots, but like, it's not a big deal. Like if you don't do it, it's fine. You're going to continue to age, you know, just that happens. If it bothers you, can put something there, but you don't have to like keep it up. But I will say once the patients see it, they want to keep it up. I see all my patients, like I just, I see them, even if it's only once a year, like I will see them the next, like they it's a thing for them. Once they start it, they're like, th- it's a confidence thing, like an inner confidence they feel excited about and they want to maintain.
0: Yeah. As a professional in the industry, though, do you have like a limit? Like, I'm not putting more of this in, you know, like I'm not going to keep putting more.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Ask. So tell <laughs> patients, like, if it's not going to look right. So the other thing is we always have a conversation. Even for these ones I've been treating 10 years, I treat the whole freaking family. Like, I have to for that it's still every time they come in, we talk about like where we are, what are you seeing? What, even if I see them every three months for 10 years, it's still, what are you feeling? All of those things. And we're making little tweaks. If it's, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm getting ready for my big birthday party and I want to be a little more glam. Okay. That's one thing versus, Hey, you know, I didn't, it's all, it's always changing. It just depends on that person and where they're at. If there is something, if you were just like, I think it's not going to like suit you. I'll say, hey, like, I don't think this will look right. I want to make sure we're on the same page before we do something. If I'm not on the same page, I'm going to table this. And like, I'm not going to do this today. Let's revisit at the next thing. Sometimes patients are like, oh, actually, you're right. Like, that doesn't bother me. Or it was a different part of the face that we treated. And that kind of solved it. If they keep bringing it up and it still bothers them and it's like within reasonable limits, I'm like, okay, like, I don't think you need lip filler, but like, you feel like you want it. We can do this. We talk about it like that. It's like a conversation, but I'm nah. not going to just like do stuff just because the patient says do it. Like, it's not, I want to make sure it looks right because also, like, whatever I'm doing, I'm putting my name on, you know? Like, I don't, right. and I don't want to be like, oh, I did, like, it has to look right. So I just want us to like talk it through. But again, I'm not the beholder of beauty. It's like what will make that patient feel more confident and beautiful. And yeah, we just, we talk it through and we go from there.
0: Well, cool I think I got a lot of information I think this is going to be helpful for everyone that's curious about this kind of stuff and I'm excited I'm excited too I think it'll be great and like if you think of
1: more questions we can jump on another call in person we'll go through stuff and usually what happens is people start with like one thing and then they have they start looking at their face more and they're like what about this like Use me as a resource, I will yeah. tell you whatever I know if there's something that's like not in my lane or I'm like, look, I think that is more of a surgical thing or that's a procedure I don't perform like here's I'll give you my insight and like where you can like find more information or whatever but I'm like, use me, I love it I can talk about it like day in and day out is this all I really kind of do
0: day in and day out besides take care of all my kids so <laughs> yeah, and I have this information but And I don't know how Frank, our producer, is going to clip it, but can you just share where people can find you on social media? Um, So
1: you can follow on my social media pages. It's at Janille underscore NP. It's G-I-N-I-L-L-E underscore NP or Janille Beauty Aesthetics. If you just want to see before and afters, that's where we just post like our clinic before and afters. Awesome. But I do like a lot of info on all this stuff. So we can, you know, you can learn more about
0: treatments you and I didn't even discuss, but there's a lot that we can do. So yeah. Yeah. I've I follow, I saw there was one treatment with like the more vertical lines. It was like a Botox thing. Uh-huh. Like I said. Yeah. But Botox there, Botox migraines,
1: TMJ symptoms. Those are like really common. Nose filling. Like I do it, I do it all. I love it.
0: Yes. Well, I love that you love it. I feel like that's important because you're going to take care of your clients. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you again for your time. I know you're busy with your new baby, so I appreciate it. And happy
2: new year. Happy new year. Yeah. We'll (laughs) connect soon. I look forward to it. Thanks again for listening to Black Girls Texting.